0: everybody to this podcast has autism. I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, today we have Victoria with us. Victoria, why don't you introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, my name is Victoria. I'm a late diagnosed um, autistic woman. Um, The original diagnosis was Asperger's, but I identify as autistic and I'm also employed full-time.
0: Awesome. How old were you when you were diagnosed with autism? So
1: it was this year, uh, and I was 31.
0: Okay. Does life make more sense with your diagnosis?
1: Yeah, a lot more sense. Um, I always had sensory processing issues growing up, so really sensitive to loud noises and not really liking to be touched a whole lot. Um, And people kind of told me that I was being extreme, so it was really nice to know that that was the real thing that I'm experiencing. Uh, And similar with social deficits, that it just helps me understand. I wasn't broken. I just was struggling.
0: So, what led you to a diagnosis? Um, well, I was interested in autism
1: for years uh, as a possible explanation for what I was experiencing. But um, getting a diagnosis actually takes quite a lot of resources. Um, in my case, I chose to go um, private. So, I had healthcare benefits, but I ended up paying for things out of pocket and getting reimbursed afterwards. So, You need to have some resources in place, and this was kind of the first time in my life where I felt I had enough money, enough time, a stable job, and the executive function to make and attend that many appointments.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, How did you feel when you found out you were autistic? Um,
1: First, validated, uh, because I self-diagnosed first, um, so it kind of proved that I, I was correct in what I thought was going on. And then I also quickly became a little apprehensive and a little overwhelmed, um, because when you get the diagnosis, um, especially when you're late diagnosed, you end up having a lot of work to do after that. Like the diagnosis feels like a challenge, and then once you have it, you realize how much more work there is to do in your life to really understand and integrate the knowledge.
0: Uh, Being a woman on the spectrum, do you feel like you mask a lot?
1: Yeah, I think it's my default. Um, especially growing up, you just, especially I think as a girl, you just really feel like you need to fit in, and you don't want to stick out in any way or attract anyone's attention in a bad way. So um, yeah, I mask even when it's not really necessary. Uh, I mask a lot of my negative emotions. I don't always feel safe, or I'm going to be heard if I seem irritated or frustrated. Uh, I conceal my special interests, especially if they're not, you know, girly enough, or if they seem boring. So yeah, masking is pretty much a way of life for me.
0: Do you think girls on the spectrum are not diagnosed as easily?
1: Yeah, I definitely think there are a lot of obstacles. Um, The main mechanism for people getting diagnosed um, is to have someone pick you out as a kid, a doctor or a parent or a teacher, and say, oh, I think that kid is autistic. Uh, And that often doesn't happen with girls because we often don't show the same behaviors. So then you have to come forward as an adult and advocate for yourself. And um, Sorry, yeah, I think I was lucky to find a psychologist um, right away way who was a woman, who was my age, who had autistic clients, and who was really up-to-date and educated on autism today. Because there's a lot of people out there with outdated knowledge who are screening people out that they should be investigating.
0: Um, What would help doctors understand girls with autism more?
1: Um, I think a major point
0: is understanding that
1: even though autism is a neurological condition, the way that it plays out and how it's expressed is determined by um, the society that we're in and our culture. So, for example, girls tend to feel less safe, safe which means we are more highly motivated to mask and work harder to fit in. Uh, it feels like survival to many autistic women to force ourselves to fit in. So doctors need to understand that just because someone makes eye contact and smiles and talk about the weather, doesn't mean they're not autistic. They've just trained themselves to act normal for survival.
0: Do you know many other girls with autism? Uh, unfortunately, not in real life, not
1: yet. Uh, some women in my family are starting to explore the idea that they might be autistic as well, um, but I have found a wonderful community on Twitter, so um, I've made quite a few online friends who are autistic women.
0: What are your typical autism traits? So, like, the classic ones that I would be
1: able to identify with are sensory issues. So I really struggle with background noise. I often Need to use earmuffs or I lose sleep because of some quiet noise in the background that's keeping me awake. Um, I don't really like being touched with a lot of pressure. So, like squeezing or hugging really bother me and I tend to kind of squirm and try and get away. So, that's a major typical autism trait. And then also, language processing. I often find ambiguity in people's words that they don't think they're being ambiguous. Uh, And I often misread people's intentions for what they're saying. Uh, If there's any kind of hidden meaning that's not literal, I often miss it. And then social deficits. Um, I've struggled to build lasting friendships uh, like my peers have, especially when um, I'm moving from different social contexts so from a casual conversation to like a formal event. I often struggle to track of the changing social expectations that cause me to act in various ways.
0: Do you have any stims?
1: Yeah, um, they're all pretty much disguised to look normal, um, but I've always kind of bounced my feet and my legs when I sit, like, constantly, like, for hours. Um, when I'm in a meeting, I always twirl a pen in my fingers, especially when someone's talking to me because it helps me process what i are saying. Um, I also I pick up my lips, which is kind of a hard stim, and I used to bite my nails, but I beat that one. So, yeah, all kinds of things, things that look normal, but I do them for hours.
0: Yeah. Um, Are you employed? If so, for how long have you held your job?
1: Yeah, I am employed. Um, My current job I've had for over six months, and I've been with this particular company about two years.
0: Oh, awesome. Um, Does being autistic give you any kind of advantage in your field of work?
1: So I think so, uh, but what's interesting about my field is that it's not stereotypically an autistic thing. So I work in corporate communications, And I do a lot of writing and editing and a lot of work figuring out how to inform and communicate with employees about things that are happening in the company. So I feel like my autism pushes me to be really clear and specific with people, especially if I'm writing any kinds of instructions or guidance, I often write it in a way where others wouldn't think to include this or that detail, but it's really helpful. Um, And when I'm editing, really easily spot potential ambiguities and try and rephrase for clarity uh, but what's funny is that my clients don't always agree that what they've written is ambiguous so there's that
0: <laughs> um, do you need to stick to a routine um i benefit a
1: lot from routine but i often find it difficult to stick with so i have a few kind of patterns in my life but it's not as much as i would like um, but if something does break up on my routines i do really struggle especially Person that's asking me to do something else because then I have to navigate all those social demands as well as the change to my team.
0: Do you find it difficult to form friendships? Um, deep friendships, yes. Um, I can be friendly. I can be chatty
1: when I meet people, but um, because I'm often masking, it creates what I feel is kind of a superficial connection. So the other person may become quite comfortable with me, but I don't feel that I'm quite comfortable with them. And so it can feel like it's not a real friendship, and I don't put in the same effort to keep it up.
0: Um, have you ever told anyone that you've dated that you are autistic, and how did that go?
1: Um, well, I've had the same partner for about 13 years. So he was through. He took me through the whole journey, um, and it went okay. Uh, at first, he didn't think that I was autistic, of course, and then I was diagnosed, and we started to work through it, and he's been really supportive. Uh, If I was meeting someone for the first time, I don't know that I would tell them, just because uh, it creates some issues, some vulnerabilities.
0: Um, Do you have any advice for autistics that have gotten a diagnosis later in their lives? Um, Yeah, I
1: guess one piece of advice that I could have used so that I would offer to others is to really think about what you want to do next after getting the diagnosis and what kind of work you feel is called for. So, for example, when you're diagnosed late, you often have a lot of mechanisms, um, coping strategies, and masking that you're not even aware of. That you, since you were a child, uh, and one piece of work to do is to kind of dig a lot of those up, and understand that you're doing them, and you don't have to, uh, and once you become aware of some of these unconscious masking strategies that aren't really serving you, then it's kind of a matter of finding some of them that you can integrate back into your life. Uh, it's not really Safe for us all the time to be exactly who we are and say exactly what we want to say. But often there are things about ourselves that we've been hiding just so we wouldn't look weird. The and they're actually harmless. And if we can bring some of those things, like having a quirky personal fashion or changing your social habits to be more comfortable, those kinds of things really improve your quality of life. So that's a really important piece of work to do.
0: Yeah. Anything else you'd like to add before we close? No, uh,
1: thank you so much for having me. It's wonderful to have a chance to talk about autism and I'm really appreciative of the work that you guys do.
0: Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for being on. Thank you for having me.
1: Now for some announcements. Uh, We're going to be starting a giveaway for a fidget pad. Uh, Just stay tuned to our social media and more info on that will be given and That's it for this episode. Until next time.